There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to Switched on Pop. I'm musicologist Nate Sloan. And I'm songwriter Charlie Harding. Songwriter Charlie Harding. Today we have a task ahead of us that we have been shirking for many years. Hmm. We are going to break down the Eurovision Song Competition. That brings me so much joy. I feel like this is one of the most requested things that has come in from listeners is to talk Eurovision. And yet as Americans, we are somewhat woefully ignorant. So I'm excited for you to enlighten me. Eurovision is the yearly competition in which countries from all over the world, not just Europe, all submit a song. They are performed at a neutral location and a panel of judges and an international audience decide a single winner every year. This is a mix of saccharine love ballads, outrageous Europop, and campy dance moves. It's been going on since 1956 and has given artists from ABBA to Celine Dion their big break. As you say, we are really overdue to talk about this global phenomenon. Yeah. But why now? Because like so many events, Eurovision 2020, meant to be held in Rotterdam, has been canceled. And for those artists who have been selected to participate, it's devastating because their entries will not be considered for 2021. There will be a whole new crop of songs, which means this is their last chance. And it's a moment for us to celebrate the contest that never was. I want to go through some of our favorite tracks and just revel in the beauty, the emotion, and the absurdity of Eurovision 2020. I'm totally on board. So where do we start? Charlie, I'm hoping we can listen to some of the favorites from the crop of 41 entries this year. And in lieu of an actual Eurovision 2020 winner, we can pick our own today. (laughs) A Switched On Pop winner with the help of some celebrity guests and our own audience. I think we can get to to the bottom of this. This is going to be interesting because Eurovision has all of the public interest that American Idol has, but with international politics layered on top of it. And we're going to insert ourselves in the middle and choose a winner. Yes, we are entering uncharted territory here, and I thought it'd be helpful to have a guide, someone who actually won the Eurovision competition in 2018. Ooh. My name is Neta. I am a 27-year-old singer and a looping artist from Tel Aviv, Israel. Hey, Neta. Neta's experience on Eurovision, well, I'll just let her put it in her own words. It's like a parallel universe. Like everything is very good and very magical in that bubble. 
and it's marvelous and it's cheesy and it's corny and it's uh it's your vision <laughs> It's cheesy and it's corny. I love it. And some of the entries this year definitely qualify under this magically weird, cheesy, and corny rubric. I'm just going to give you a little sampling uh, of some of the entries this year. From San Marino, here's Senheat with Freaky. I love it. Freaky dreams on rooftops and kissing in the dark. And is that an elephant being sampled there? I, I, it, yeah. I mean, when you think freaky, you think elephant samples. I feel like I just ingested a tab of LSD. <laughs> There's like the, the imagery from the Virgin Mary and like 70s psychedelia and some stuff that I don't even know what is happening. This is wild. It's a meta mashup. Let's go over to Georgia and discover a song by Tornike Kipiani called Take Me As I Am, in which every single note is not sung, but screamed. That's a perfect Eurovision entry. It's a self-consciously <laughs> nation-hopping while somehow paying homage to Nickelback. It's so good. Let me give you one more little taste. Here's Goa with Salve from Ukraine. And I love this one because unlike some of the other entries we just heard, this one is very traditional in the language and the harmonies, but of course it has a techno beat. I don't think it has a techno beat. What would you say it has? It sounds like some kind of traditional folky elements Mm -hmm. and mashing them up into sort of a pop aesthetic with some kind of dance music vibe. Yeah, I I totally I totally uh, accept your revision, Charles. So we see already the kind of palette we're going to be working with here. Everything from kind of nonsensical dance tracks to emo rock to traditional folk music it's all up for grabs in eurovision so how Mm. do we pick a winner how are we going to decide between all of these incredible sounds and flavors let's go back to netta she managed to win this whole shebang with her song toy so she might have some insights into what makes a truly great eurovision song The song needs to have a very strong subject. It helps it a lot if it had a relevant issue. Like my song Toy had a Me Too movement kind of theme. It was actually bigger. It had like a bullying kind of theme. 
So even if maybe there are some like folksy things going on, it's important to have a message which is going to resonate a very clear story. Yes. Number one, your song needs to be conceptually really strong and tight, according mm. to Netta. And you can hear that in her winning song, Toy. Here's a little bit of the chorus. I'm not your I love it because it both has a really powerful message and it's also really joyous at the same time. Exactly. Despite the silliness of a lot of this material, you're not going to win this competition unless you have something to say. Yeah. Okay, so what else do we need to judge a winning song? Let's go back to Netta. The singer needs to carry it like he is the actual song. It's less of a song, more of a campaign. It's It, it needs to conquer. You have like three minutes. You have to be an icon. It helps if you're a diva. <laughs> it helps if you're a big personality that people can look up to. Okay, so no pressure, but in addition to having a song with a strong message, you also, as a performer, need to be an icon, a diva. You need to conquer. Hmm. The messenger matters. And in her winning song, Toy, you can really hear that. Netta has a personality that is larger than life, and it starts from the very first note. Ouch. Ouch. She doesn't have to say anything and you get so much. And you really get a sense of her artistry. Netta is someone who uses looping pedals to layer her voice step by step. And that's what we're hearing here. We're hearing her personality, her her inner diva. Hmm. So you need a song with a message, a performer who turns that message into an icon. And finally, there's one other essential thing. Here's Netta. A Eurovision song, a good Eurovision song has a lot of international lyrics inside it. We want, as when we write a Eurovision song, that every single soul can relate to it around the world. Because obviously the watchers are not Americans and Australian only and, and English. There are coming from Scandinavia and France and Belgium and all over Europe, basically. It's like 200 million watchers live, and we want people to get it. That makes me think about how some of the quirkiness that <laughs> I associate with Eurovision might have a lot to do with the fact that it really is such a melting pot of different pop cultures. There's, there's not just one massive pop culture. And thus we get entries which might really resonate with certain blocks of Europe differently than maybe what I hear on the radio. Yeah, absolutely. And if you can really crack the code, you can maybe find something that will appeal to everyone across mm. the globe. It's a, it's a, it's a mm. tall order, but it can be done. Okay, thanks to Netta, we now have some idea of how we're going to judge these songs, right? We're going to look for a song with a strong message, uh, a performer who is a diva and embodies that song's message, and a set of 
lyrics that can reach an international audience. All right, I'm ready. Now, again, there's 41 songs total representing 41 countries, and maybe a dozen of those were expected to to make it to to the finals. In the interest of time, I've gone ahead and cut that down to six of my personal favorites, and I'm hoping that together, Charles, along with our listeners, we can come to just one as the winner. Cool. All right. How do we do it? Well, let's just dive in with entry number one from Azerbaijan. This is Effendi with Cleopatra. Cleopatra was a queen like me, just like me, just like me. Straight or gay or in between, in between, in between. Okay, so in the verse and the pre-chorus, it's like this is a pretty fun, successful kind of feminist anthem, I would say. Yeah, it's meeting some of the messages too, because it uh, it's international. It's referencing Cleopatra. She's broadly known across cultures uh, as an essential leader of the ancient world, and it also has a uh, queer positive message. So it's doing a number of the things that Netta wants. Totally. We've got a real exciting mix of instruments at the very beginning. Oud, Balaban, and Tar. But I think the song really emerges as a front runner once we get to the chorus. And it sounds like this. I love that you have this mashup of this drop with a bunch of traditional instruments and Cleopatra with a rolled R. Cleopatra. Cleopatra. I've been singing that nonstop for the past week. <laughs> I think this ticks a lot of the boxes. We have that strong message. We have definitely a diva with those yeah. with those rolled R's being a nice example. Effendi's got it. And the international message. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Effendi's Cleopatra representing Azerbaijan. Let's uh, travel over to Switzerland. Ah, yes. Here's an artist named Jan's Tears. And his song, Répondez-moi. I think you'll hear immediately, we are in a very different musical world than Cleopatra. This is a slow build. I have a couple of questions for you. Okay. So the first thing I noticed, of course, this is not in Swiss Deutsch, but rather in French. Very good. Probably for a, a more appeal. We have a hook. Pourquoi keeps coming back. Mm-hmm. Little refrain. Uh, was there a line in there that said, "How come we die after we live?" Wow, not bad, Charles. Yeah. Why does death come after life? Yeah. Okay. And did he also use the word pantalon? 
Or did I just mishear that? Pantalone? <laughs> no, no, pan- no pantalones in here. Okay. Uh, this is a really slow build, though. This is very sentimental. And I think by that line, uh, uh, contemplating life and death, uh, this is some heavy, serious stuff. Yeah. You know, I initially thought this was a love song. Mm. But after reading a translation of the lyrics, I, I realized it's it's about something else. Uh, Jan is singing, why do we run without ever stopping? Why do we pray everyone alone? Why am I a stranger here, a stranger over there? This is actually a song Ooh, about immigration. migration. Yeah. And, yeah. and Jan's tears is uh, a, an Albanian immigrant who moved hmm. to Switzerland with, with his family. So this is, uh, I think, has a personal resonance for him, obviously, but is also something that I think people all over the world can relate to that feeling of displacement and wondering if you belong. Wow, that's particularly powerful because uh, getting to migrate to Switzerland is particularly challenging. And so uh, I'm sure the experience of of otherness must be very uh, profound uh, for the singer. So it sounds like we have number one of, of Netta's criteria, a strong message here. Yeah. What about Jan's tears? Is he uh, a diva? And before you answer, let me play some of his vocals towards the end of this song. How does he hit those notes? Well, is that a contratenor? Very good, contratenor. Like the highest male voice. That is impossibly high. It really gives me chills when I listen to it. I'd ask you to try, but I don't think our ears could handle it. So I, I'm judging by your your tone here. You're convinced that this is an iconic performance of a song with an international strong message. So it seems like this is hitting all the bells here. Yeah. Also makes the cut. Let's take a quick jaunt over to Lithuania and get to know the Roop with their entry on fire. I can just be a better man The heat is getting higher I feel that I'm on fire The world is mighty This is like classic Eurovision to me. Hmm. The pronounced Eastern European accent, the kind of generic mashup, and if you're watching this video, which I highly encourage you to do, you're seeing uh, a guy with a shaved head in a turtleneck and pants <laughs> that taper out to be about like three feet wide at the bottom. It just looks like if you just had a, uh, a an image of Eurovision in your head, I think this would be it. Yeah, you said the you said the word generic, not generic. Je- so you, generic. Um, a mashup of genres. You know, this is in many ways. I th- I agree. This feels like a s- straightforward, yep, Eurovision entry, but it didn't quite connect with me. I there there is a little bit of a, an interesting message, like it's not never too late to to raise your voice up and sing a song, uh, but the song itself didn't feel like it had that fire for me. You know, I think I don't disagree, and I think part of that might be that the there's kind of an anti-chorus here. It there's this mm. instrumental section where you would expect this anthemic sing-along moment. 
but that just that's a dip in my expectation like it it didn't it wasn't a nice surprise i will say in defense of this song something that does happen during this wordless chorus is one of the greatest dance moves i've seen in this entire competition oh my gosh it's the moose yeah (laughs) what i witnessed is a dance move that i can only call the moose you take both of your hands Fan them behind your head and, and then wiggle then just your fingers. shake your hips in every way. And and that's the moose. So I think that this song could yep. win a TikTok competition. I do like <laughs> that it has this roadie 80s uh, new wave kind of vocal to it. The song's not there for me, but the dance is. Okay. So On Fire from Lithuania has us on the fence. Let's see if Iceland's entry will spark your interest, Charles. This is Think About Things by Dottie Frere. Oh my gosh. This is fun. Yeah. I'm into I'm into think about things. There are more people on stage than I can count because I can't count very fast. And this is appropriate because <laughs> my understanding is that Iceland has the highest number of bands per capita. I think everybody is in like three point seven bands. That is a made up number, but I did hear the the stat. I believe it. I mean, for a country of its size and population, they really overrepresent in the international music scene. I'm feeling this track. I love it. Funky groove, the low baritone tones of the singer, and a set of lyrics that initially I thought were a pretty straightforward love song. Yeah. But then after doing a little research, I learned are about something else entirely. When this singer says baby at the beginning of the chorus, he's not saying baby like Diana Ross sings baby or any, you know, millions of pop singers have sung baby. He's literally talking to his newborn child. And when he says, I want to know what you think about things, he's saying, I can't wait to know who you are, like what you're what you're going to be like. Oh, that's sweet. And when I think of the song in that way and hear this like ebullient rhythm and this instrumental horn breakdown, I'm just like, oh, I get it. This is a celebration of life in the future. You know, one of the categories that isn't present is hookiness, Mm -hmm. but I'm just going to insert my own pop bias here, and this song has a hook. It has multiple hooks. It's just like hook upon hook. There are so many moments where I just want to hear that again, whether it's the fun syncopated vocal and the chorus. I will always be there so you can tell me anything and I'll listen. Whether it's that horn breakdown. This is something that gets stuck in your ear. All right. So Iceland making a strong showing. Charlie, we've got two more. Okay. Let's visit Romania and listen to a song called Alcohol You by Roxanne. (laughs) 
Okay, a lot going on here. <laughs> wow. It's, okay, it definitely. I mean, th- that's a lyric I've never heard, and that's kind of a fun play on words. Right? Alcohol, I'll call you, you when I'm drunk. That yeah. is. Mwah. I'm I'm honestly shocked that no one has has done that before. But isn't the winkiness of that lyric kind of contradictory, or certainly dissonant to the sort of sentimental nature of the music? Like it feels. I mean, and maybe this is an issue of like you know. In, through translation, jokes don't always land. Like, I hear that as really funny, but the music is very somber. The song sounds a lot like Stay by Rihanna. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. And it has that same piano intro. I hear what you're saying because there's another moment in the chorus that has the same impact for me, and it's when the singer drops the the lyric "fake news." Yeah. Which seems to me that they're trying to do what Netta was talking about yeah. earlier, like uh, trying to yeah, yeah. find a buzzy word that everyone you know around the globe would be talking about right now. But I don't know that it really lands for me. Yeah, I mean, I think they've already won with the alcohol you. Like, that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna translate internationally, I'm sure. But the fake news, I just this isn't a political song, so it feels like it's the wrong reference for the seriousness of the music. The vocal's great. I think it's got some diva quality to it. Uh-huh. Um, but it this could just be an issue of of translation, and I'm not I'm not quite understanding the context. Absolutely, and that could apply to. I think all of our assessments here. Yeah, yeah. But I think this is one where the performance kind of outshines the the material. It yeah, doesn't have that that strong message maybe that that Netta said a good song has to have. I'm with you. Okay. That brings us to our final contender. For this, we need to go to Russia and meet Little Big with their song Uno. Oh, I know Little Big. You know Little Big? Yeah. Quick aside, one of the most fun things I've ever been able to do was watch Eurovision with a bunch of Uh European friends. And the collective arguing over who the best Eurovision contestants are from people from multiple nations, it was like seeing, as Nessa put it, it's like this is bigger than the Super Bowl. The fandom is bigger than Mm. all sports fandoms put together. And one of my friends played for me a little big song. They are so fun. Yeah, so fun. I'm a new fan. Okay, here's Uno. This is great fun and absolutely meaningless. Pure, uncut Euro pop nonsense yeah and i love it it's really fun i mean i don't think it can win because it completely lacks 
I think, any meaningful message. It definitely feels like it will translate across cultures. They're using multiple languages. They're referencing Spanish and Spanish music and Latin music, right. but also Europop. So I feel like people will like the timbres. They're going to enjoy the absurd dance moves. Everyone needs to go watch this video. But it doesn't really have a diva quality. I mean, I guess it's sold really well. Well, I think the iconicity of the performance yeah. here comes not from the vocals, no, which it's the are dance. you know not particularly <laughs> impressive, but from the the personality yeah, and sure. the the kind of outrageousness of the performers. Okay. So that's they fair. really command the stage. I just don't think you're going to get action. Is that compelling of a like? You can't go and go on a campaign tour and sell that. You're totally right. And yet this song has been rattling around in my brain nonstop. <laughs> I don't think it's going anywhere. Okay, that's Little Big's Uno from Russia. Yep. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, one of these six songs will be crowned the winner of our imaginary Eurovision 2020. <laughs> Great. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Charlie, it's time to pick a winner. Yeah. Maybe we just do a, a, a lightning round kind of revisiting each of these uh, tracks real quick. Super quick refresher. Okay. We've got from Azerbaijan. It's a feminist anthem with a shocking chorus. It's Cleopatra by Effendi. La Cleopatra. From Switzerland, Jan's Tears has a moving ballad reflecting on immigration, Répondez-moi. Lithuania's The Roop serve up classic Eurovision fodder with On Fire. Dottie Frere of Iceland gives us the funkiest jam about fatherhood with Think About Things. Romania's Roxen likes to alcohol you when she's drunk. <laughs> yeah. I will you when I'm drunk. And Russia's Little Big have salsa meeting Europop with Uno. There's really high stakes here. This is, as I said, we've got like international politics and whole national identities are resting on this assessment. I feel like I have to take anything I've said so far as this is entirely how I hear it. And there's probably a lot I'm missing, but I do have a favorite. Yes, we have a thankless task before us. All of these songs are winners, but we're going to pick one. We won't do it alone. We have criteria from the 2018 winner, Netta, and we have true to Eurovision fashion input from the audience. 
So let's begin by reviewing what Netta said makes a great Eurovision hit. It has to have a strong, coherent message. It's got to have chutzpah, diva quality. Chutzpah, diva quality, yes. And a set of lyrics that can appeal to anyone around the globe. With that in mind, Charlie, are there any songs here that you feel don't make the cut? I love the moose dance, but (laughs) I just didn't think that the lyric had that iconic quality and as someone who likes to write songs and express my passions i'd still just it wasn't a big enough message for me vilnius's own the roop we're so sorry but you are disqualified okay are there any other songs that don't quite rise to the standard of something with international appeal a strong message and an iconic performance I'm afraid I'm going to put Romania's Alcohol You by Roxen on the chopping block. As we discussed, the song's titular metaphor kind of rocked our worlds when we heard it. But the other ingredients don't seem to quite add up to a song that has international appeal and a, and a coherent message. So I'm sorry, Romania, Alcohol You. Gotta go. You're disqualified. Okay, that leaves us with four. Azerbaijan, Switzerland, Iceland, and Russia. Will it be the queenly tones of Effendi with Cleopatra, the emotions of Jan's tears, the funk of Iceland's Dottie Frere, or the absurdity of Russia's Little Big? This is too hard for us to answer, Charlie. I agree. I put this to our listeners. We threw up a a poll of these four songs on Twitter and asked which is their favorite to win the imaginary Eurovision 2020. Before I reveal their answer, Charlie, do you have a favorite of these four? Oh, I feel like I'd have to go with the best layover nation in the world, Iceland. I just love the song, and with the message that you shared with me as a new father, it won me over. Oh yeah, that's no. There's there's no contest. All right, so you're you're putting your money on Iceland. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna double down, double or nothing. You're going Russia, aren't you? Oh, I'm so tempted. I'm so tempted, but but Iceland has it for me. What about the people? What did they say? It's. Iceland's Think About Things. Yay! It's unanimous. That's great. Congratulations to all the contestants. This experience of, of listening to 41 songs from 41 different countries has been some of the most fun I've had all year. I cannot recommend enough that <laughs> everyone go out and listen to these songs, watch the videos, you know, even without crowning an official winner, there's so much to celebrate in Eurovision 2020, the competition that never was. Mm. And for our winner, Dottie Frere of Iceland, congratulations. Uh, you have been awarded the unofficial switched on pop crown. You know, this might come with some exciting new opportunities for you. As uh, our 2018 winner, Netta can inform us this is a a big deal. Winning Eurovision turned Netta 
into an international celebrity. And with that was something kind of unexpected for her. The sense that she became an, a role model and an inspiration for, for people. I was walking like a, in a very simple day with my, uh, uh, with my boyfriend in the street. We were carrying this microwave <laughs> for our new apartment. A very like, very like a normal couple thing to do. And then we were just like going out the store. There was like, like a little girl with a backpack. She was looking at me. And and she she was obviously she she was overwhelmed. She was seeing me in the street, and then she started to cry. And you can obviously see on that girl that she was a little chubby, and she had like a unibrow, and she was like uh, she had this bow in her hair, all these like characters. And she started she couldn't even say a word, and all she could say was thank you. And I I collapsed. I I I didn't know, I didn't know what to say realizing that nine-year-old me didn't have this kind of figure ever saying what it wants doing what it wants listening to no norms or no no boundaries like saying hey i'm here to love you and her new music has changed as a result of winning this competition her newest release ricky lake is a direct response to those people who come to her for guidance and for advice. I get all these questions all the time. Being an instant influencer, like all of a sudden. So it's Baby I Dance to My Own Dun Drum. And if you don't, then you dum dum dum. It's like the song is really silly because the answer is very silly. Like we can't be other people. Everybody is already taken. And we're never going to be happy pursuing somebody else's life. I loved hearing this from Netta because it made me think of two things. One is that there is life after Eurovision. Mm. And if you like these artists, Charlie, if you're a a little big fan like me now, if you want to get down with the Roop, like there's no reason why you can't continue to follow these these artists. I'm excited. I want to go watch all 41 videos. And secondly, I think what Ned is saying here is that Eurovision has something to teach us about pop music writ large. Pop music can be silly. It can be dumb and simple. It can be escapist nonsense. But it can also be something more. It can be a way for us to come together. It can be a way for us to see ourselves reflected in, in someone else's sound. Hmm. And it can be a way that we understand the world we live in. So like, I am forever a Eurovision convert. And if you want to know the power of pop, look no further than this competition. Eurovision 2020 lives on, Charles. Beautiful. Switched on Pop is produced by Bridget Armstrong, Megan Lubin, Nishat Kurwa, Liz Nelson, Nate Sloan and myself, Charlie Harding, were edited, mixed, and mastered by Brandon McFarlane, illustration by Iris Scott, leave in social media by Abby Barr. 
and we're a part of the Vox Media Podcast Network. You can find more episodes at our website, switchedonpop.com, or literally anywhere you get your podcasts. Tell us who your favorite Eurovision entry was on social media at switchedonpop. If you follow us on Twitter and Instagram in the future, you might also get to be a part of choosing the winner of such a thing. And come back next week when we dig into one of the most interesting phenomena happening in popular music, the rise of the Lo-Fi Beats playlist. Until then, thanks thanks for for listening. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Why do you run? Why does anyone? I always thought that runners loved running. And that's not the case. Most runners hate running. (laughs) But they choose to do it. In the new docuseries Running Socks brought to you by Team Milk, Abby Ayers learns why women runners everywhere are driven to go the distance. It really is about taking my power back and proving myself wrong. Team Milk is about fueling women's performance and helping them along their marathon journeys. You can sign up now for the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon taking place in Savannah, Georgia on November 16th, 2024. Learn more and register at everywomansmarathon.com.